guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It, Sis. I am your host, Maya Chung, baby, coming in with the full name this week. Um, and I'm here with Amanda. Hey guys, what's up? And today we are doing another episode. We're on episode seven, I think. Um, Who knows, actually. (laughs) But um, we are have another 20 episode season coming for you guys. So we are full blown underway. Today, I so anyways, I wanted to talk today about, I guess, the wide topic is sex in long term relationships, maybe. Mm -hmm. And... But I'm sure we're going to expand on that a lot because it's not just about sex and long-term relationship, but like keeping the spark alive, different like dynamics, the different, the four different types of sex and a lot of stuff. Anyways, I got this idea because I was watching, I don't know if some of you have seen the Goop Lab on Netflix uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Well, anyway, she's came out with a season um, specifically uh, about sex and had some couples on there that had been in long-term relationships and were struggling with their sex lives. Um, And I just thought it was really interesting that they were doing like having a sexologist on the show. They had some of the women doing mirror work um, in order to like fully accept their bodies. They had one woman on there. I don't know if she was a sexologist, but she was basically like teaching the women what they like by doing it herself. But it was like medical and had to get gloves on um and their like partners were present um and then they did like energetic work they did a bunch of stuff which i just found like extremely fascinating so i just wanted to like jump into that talk a little bit about that but i guess we'll start with like how do you keep the spark alive in a long-term relationship i've never been in a long-term relationship so i don't have an answer to this question amanda um yes i've been in a long-term relationship <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm trying to work this probably right but i have everybody everybody all in my business business. (laughs) but i feel like um if you and your partner are both open to each other's like wants and needs and desires that Mm -hmm. a long-term you know relationship with sex is just fine i mean i've heard people say oh i don't want to get married to be with the same person i gotta have sex with the same person for the rest of my life and that never registered with me at all i enjoy having sex with my husband i hope (laughs) yeah like i don't be like oh god i gotta have sex with him again like i i enjoy it i enjoy it every single time i i live i live for like i want it like (laughs) i mean for one you i guess you have to be one attracted to your partner and i know that sounds like why would you not be attracted to your partner but there are people who maybe lose attraction over the years or they really Mm -hmm. weren't that attracted they got married or you know with them for a different reason but you just have to really want them but isn't sexual attraction also something that can ebb and flow like sometimes you want to have sex with your partner and sometimes you don't um i don't know what that's like Mm -hmm. if i don't want to have sex with my husband it's just probably because i have an attitude right or he's like annoying or something but Mm -hmm. i've never felt like i don't want to have sex with him at this moment and i'm we're in a like a good mood i think it's just like you say you just you just have to be open and still desire your partner. So you can be attracted, right? But if you don't, if you no longer desire them, I think that's a problem. And so with long-term mm. relationships, people may have conflict and you no longer maybe find that person attractive because of their, just something you're going through. But I also am like, is it really that black and white? Like, for example, mm. the couple on the episode, like the, there was a black couple on the episode and they came in because the wife wasn't really wanting to like have sex like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the husband was like, what the heck, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in her case, it wasn't that she wasn't attracted to him. It's that mm-hmm. she wasn't finding sex with him pleasurable. For example, she said like she had never orgasmed. She like people keep asking her when she wants to have a baby. But she ha- she's like, I need to have an orgasm first. And I, was, I missed that part. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you did. And I was like, yes, sis. Like, let them know you're supposed to produce this man's baby. You ain't even had a freaking orgasm. Like, what? <laughs> Where they do that at? I did see the part when she said that he's like, I don't want sex, but you're not giving me a reason to want to have sex with you. She said something like that. Yeah. And then like, uh, he was talking about like how she has a small clit and like he can't find it. And that's why like, it's hard for her to have orgasms or whatever. So they went through like a whole anatomy thing. Um, like did like, played with sex puppets he was able to like explore her vagina essentially (laughs) and Mm -hmm. realize that she doesn't have a small clit it's just covered by a lot of like clitoral hoods okay yeah exactly yeah so some something he would i mean hey it's all on the episode if you want to watch it but i'm like and so like this is something that he figured out and then they also figured out that they had like different sex languages so mm-hmm. they were talking about like how there was like I wish I, I need really need to bring it up on the episode they were talking about how they're like sometimes partners can't connect because they have different sex blueprints so they were talking about how there's five separate sex bl- blueprints and like everybody experiences it differently so some people like energetic sex so that's like people who love the anticipation the tease um they like to like touch each other but not touch each other and like sex is more about like the energy being exchanged then Mm -hmm. there's sensual people who are like really into touch and like candles and like the environment um Mm -hmm. that's what i got on the quiz um (laughs) (laughs) then there's like sexual people who like love nudity says they love penetration they're really into orgasming uh self-pleasuring etc then there's like kinky people which is like people who like whips and chains oh (laughs) it also says or or it could be sex in the missionary style it depends on what turns you on Mm-hmm. And, then, and then there's the shapeshifter, which is like somebody who's turned on by all of these. Anyways, it turned out that the wife was actually, you know, the person who he was saying like didn't want to have sex at all was actually super kinky mm-hmm. and his his and he was more sexual. Um, and so that's why maybe they like weren't connecting. And I saw his face when they first said that he, she was kinky and he was shocked. Like mm-hmm. what? Like, and then they found out like, on the episode also that he was like an energetic sex person. So he basically had an energetic orgasm on the television. I saw that part. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh wow. Like, so now these two people realizing they weren't connecting because they were speaking different languages. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's always like black and white. Like you don't desire your partner. Maybe they're just mm-hmm. like not doing the thing that you need to feel mm-hmm. sexually aroused. Right. That yeah, was long. I definitely yeah. agree with that. No, yeah, I yeah. think that's important because The other part of that is being, I don't even say confident, but like worrying about what your partner's going to think of you and what society says you're supposed to enjoy and being, you know, comfortable enough to open up to your partner and say, you know what? I like this. Mm -hmm. Can we try it? Yeah. Like some of the stuff that they did on there, I was like, oh, wow. Like I had never even thought about that. Like blindfolding each other and trying different fruits or trying different snacks. Like to me, that wouldn't have necessarily seemed sexual. Or they like like basically played hide and go seek the same husband, the same 
because when a white played hide and go seek, it was like blindfolds on. And then they came back at the end to kind of like do a debrief. And she was like, yeah, she had like, they both orgasmed and it was great. And like up to that point, she hadn't had any. So it's just like, wow, just like okay. exactly. So though they were just like not speaking each other's languages, which I find like incredibly interesting. So the bigger issue is how many women are sleeping with men who are, who don't want to take the time or don't care to take the time to find out what makes that woman orgasm. Um, yeah. yeah. And that can be, that That's doesn't a lot. have to be like a one night stand or like, you know, friends with benefits, but we're talking about like long-term relationships, couples. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to figure out what makes her come? Or is that even a thought, right? Like, do does that even come up? Like, I really want her to orgasm. What can I do? Well, I think that goes down to what I always talk about us living in a patriarchy and like me- like sex being centered around male pleasure. Like mm. I like like we talked about in a previous episode, I don't ever remember anybody having a sex talk with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when we were in sexual education, it was all about abstinence. And if you get these STDs, you're going to die. and Your life's going to be over like fear mm-hmm. tactics to scare children into not having sex. So there's never a, a conversation, a true conversation about what sex is for women when they're growing up. So they're getting most of their information from magazines, from porn, mm-hmm. from young men who are violating all types of boundaries so you don't even mm-hmm. know what's going on um and like if you watch porn or anybody who has watched porn has seen that it's always surrounded around male pleasure pretty much mm-hmm. um and the lesbian porn is designed for men to watch you know <laughs> like right. because thinks certain things that they do in there clearly is not something that lesbians are doing in real life you know <laughs> like for example right. scissoring like i can't i don't know one person that thinks that that's like a thing to do okay. <laughs> i don't know that's how i was saying yeah. it's, it's not a yeah. thing i don't know no, yeah i've had these conversations with women who uh, like mm-hmm. women and like never have they said that that's like a functional thing to do <laughs> and you're right because there is a separate category for women outside of the lesbian category. I forgot what it's called, but it's something centered like, oh, this is for us. This is Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even like the depictions of women having orgasms, it's like performative. Nobody really con- like has orgasms like that. And then you have women like who pretend to do that because yeah, they think they think it's attractive to the man. Like it's not <laughs> real. Like if you take a poll about how many women have like faked orgasms in their life to just get it over with or to feed the male ego you know like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a large large percentage right and they may not be doing it in the present but they've done it at some point in their life and none of that is for us you know like what is the point of that so i think like we also just have to address that like it was never taught to us that, as women that sex is supposed to be pleasurable for us. And I also... And you, your thought just made yeah. me think of another yeah. thing. Like when it's two men with a woman mm-hmm. on the straight side or, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. cis side of sex when it's two men with a woman, it's a gangbang, right? It's a, yeah. it's a train. But when it's supposed to be a little more sensual, then it's a little bi. Like, oh, yeah. it's two men trying to pleasure women. They must be bisexual, right? It must be yeah. some type of thing going on. And that's another example of how, another thing, like you said, that's centered around men. Yeah. Just I mean, by the wording. Yeah. yeah. And like, even, you know, it's considered a shameful thing if women talk about sex. Like, e- even talk us talking freely about sex is like looked down upon, right? Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, I'm sure you found girlfriends that... Y- 
that have that are not comfortable talking about this stuff right like mm-hmm. i there's certain girlfriends and i'm like yeah girl blah blah blah. we talking all that stuff because that's who we are and we feel comfortable in ourselves doing that but mm-hmm. then there's women that are like oh no Oh no! Because they were taught that Mm. it's not okay for women to talk about this. And then I remember I posted an Instagram story the other day that like really resonated, which said, um, well, I guess it was a tweet and it said, a lot of men assume that they're sexually experienced because they've had a lot of sex. But when it comes to intimacy, exploring different aspects of pleasure, they're very conservative or not experienced. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super true. Like men think because they've had sex with a lot of women that they really know what it is to be intimate. Mm-hmm. But honestly, this is this may sound like really <laughs> like mean, but I honestly think a lot of men treat women as sex dolls. Mm-hmm. Like they don't care about your pleasure. You're literally mm-hmm. you're literally just there to get in that catch yeah. a body and add to your list. Yeah, like how like, many how many times have you been having sex with a man and like can like literally just feel like a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but you could feel the difference between when a man is like connected to you sexually yeah, in that definitely. moment and a man who's just using you as like his masturbation toy. No, I agree. And, and, that, <laughs> no. and for me to be, I'm like very open about sex. Those will be men that I'm not going to sleep with anymore because yeah, it doesn't benefit. Yeah. 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 This doesn't benefit yeah. me. Like, yeah. I'm just here to let you get off and then that's it. Like, what are you what are you doing for me? <laughs> yeah. And, and I just think it's important. Like, it's not I think it's important for women to like really talk about that shame, like why society has put shame on, on us for like wanting to know what things pleasure us mm-hmm. or like shame on the idea of masturbation and exploring mm-hmm. our bodies and getting like on the show, they took a mirror out for women to look you know at their vaginas mm-hmm. and it's amazing how many people have never done that just sat in the mirror and looked at oh their own God. private that's yeah. crazy you know yeah. who actually had me do that my freshman year of college at the <laughs> um campus infirmary mm-hmm. i went to get a checkup and the gynecologist there put a mirror and i was like wow like she showed me like i saw my <laughs> cervix and everything i was like no one's ever did this before i know they didn't want to call this campus so i'm hoping that other women there like young women experience that too like yeah yeah exactly and how many women have shame around how their vagina looks like because there's a you know marketed version i mean people people are out here having labiaplasties because they feel self-conscious about like having two outer lips you know like oh my god yeah i told a i told a male friend that he was like yeah something about her must have had a lot of bodies because her uh, labia looked like I was like first of all sir sir has nothing to do don't with get me how many bodies she has I said think about your favorite porn star with the cute with the oh, cute no. one right with the cute vagina the cute lips I say look how many men is going in her she still has quote unquote cute lips it's just right? it doesn't make sense it's just a look like I'm over here taking really a deep being, breath like, like what I mean like, but so true like how am I like what do you know anything about the female anatomy first of all half of y'all can't even find the clitoris okay. let's let's be real about that that's and I, I truly feel bad because like you said there yeah. are women and it's not even just about women who never orgasm there are women who don't know what it's like to not feel like that sex daughter and sex yeah, because the sure. man has only 
had sex with him one kind of way. They may have gotten married to a man who, who sucks. Mm. Oops, excuse me, I said that. The F word, who sucks her <laughs> like that. But they've never had the intimacy, the the slow touching, the slow grinding. The, yeah. are, you, are you okay? How does yeah. this feel? Are you okay, girl? Say that again. How does are this feel? Okay? Do you like that? Do you want okay. me to keep doing this? Like, you know, I was having the conversation, too, with some some people a while back. And like I said, I thought they thought it was weird that I have, like, conversations and debriefs about sex. Like, no. What did you like about that? What could we do better? Like, communication, as we talked about in a previous episode. I want to talk about it after we're done. It doesn't have to be immediately after, but maybe, like, a few hours the next day. Like, tell yeah. me about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and there are some women that I've definitely never had that experience. It's and that's it's sad. Yeah. I, it's sad to me. I actually like. Yeah, I but it's bad. also yeah, it's also just level of comfortability though. Like you know, I definitely always wasn't like mm-hmm. sh- completely sure about what I wanted. Like a lot of that stuff is like mm-hmm. trial and error, right? Like when mm-hmm. I first started having sex as a teenager, I didn't have any idea about anything. Like you right, know what I'm right. saying? Like I was just pretending to like you know <laughs> do something was not given really pleasurable for me but i w- i had no comparison mm, I had exactly no... yeah and it took like, me a few bodies to figure that out <laughs> then my second my second boyfriend it was a little you know it, lo- it was a little different that's where i really realized oh okay like i can do these things and it will be good for me but like how many women haven't had okay don't get me wrong i do think that a lot of women are not able to have um, vaginal orgasms. So right. I think we need to talk about that. Like a lot mm-hmm. of women can have clitoral orgasms, but not vaginal. But right. some women can, and they just haven't had partners who are willing to like explore to figure out mm-hmm. how to have that happen. So I think that's a whole a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes with time. Like, yeah. and, and to me, long-term partners, whether you're married mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. long-term partners to me eventually get to that if it's somebody that is interested in pleasuring you. Yeah, so if for it's sure. your friends would benefit that you've been having sex for five years, I'm I'm pretty sure at some point you all figured it out if it was mutual. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I also think about trauma survivors, right? And like how mm. important it is to like be talking through those things. And like there was one there was one person on the show, um, one of the lesbian couples, I don't know if she had trauma or anything, uh, but she thought penetration was very painful. Mm-hmm. And then like the sex lady, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what sex right. was. The sex, sex, lady. sex lady. <laughs> sex, yeah. Um, like worked with pen work to get her to feeling good with penetration, like slowly and like mm-hmm. was asking every way, does this feel good? Can I go in a little bit further? Like, is mm-hmm. this working for you? Do you want me to stop? Like, but I'm thinking like, do men ever take the time out to do stuff like that? You know, like if something's not working, are they like, is this okay? Can I go on? No, I like, I've never experienced that. Maybe mm-hmm. they are doing it. You know, obviously they get some, some men are probably doing it, but I just I've found- experienced men that if it's not like wet enough, like, can I do this? Like, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that. But just thinking, just thinking like she had never experienced that, like mm-hmm. ever was never able to do it. And then this woman comes in who's like professional and knows what she's doing and knows consent and knows, you know, mm, level of comfortability. Consent. Yeah. And gets her to do it. Like, and then there was another girl who she was like testing out. So this was a whole different conversation. <laughs> Basically how women um, have trouble asking for what they want. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a different, whole different side of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and how like, 
we do things that we're just like okay with but not really into mm-hmm. if that makes sense so she mm-hmm. was she went through like a time with her where she was basically like okay I'm you're gonna tell me exactly what you want me to do and that was super hard for that woman because she had mm-hmm. never done it and she's like and you're only gonna say yes to the things like you actually like and so she was like yeah like the woman ended up saying for one thing like oh yeah like that doesn't feel like too bad you know like that feels Mm -hmm. and the coach was like no like we're not going to deal with like doesn't feel too bad (laughs) like we're going to say like do you like this yes Mm -hmm. or no is this working for you yes or no so like i feel that really tapped into like women's you know we do have a tendency to just kind of like go along with things that maybe don't feel that good but we just we're already here and right you know, which right. is like no, you're really right. sad. We need to have an ability to also like speak up for ourselves and feel comfortable enough to do that. And but I feel like in order to do that, we have to have, we also have to have a space, safe space. That's safe like space. Yeah, I feel like there should just be this big movement of women. Like, you know what? We are not going to have sex with these men until they consider our, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Like, what is? But there mean? is there is that movement now. Like, I see these like this next generation, like Gen Z on TikTok. They be gunning these men, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it too. I love to see it. I'm like, like they're always talking about like, yo, if you can't give me an orgasm. I'm like it's a no nah. for me like mm-hmm. you know like it was just never like that it was never like that it, at least when I was coming up now I'm like girl oh what? yeah definitely and I'm sure it was yeah. way worse back in the day and oh, the crazy sure. part is I, I definitely this is not a causation or anything but mm-hmm. there's something about the difference between like rap music and R&B mm-hmm. music in the terms to like when they talk about sex mm-hmm. so you think about songs like throat baby um and this aggressive sex talk like i'm gonna do that to you i'm gonna do that to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's centered around what men are going to do to these women right yeah objective and then <laughs> you hear like r&b songs and so when you mentioned tell me what you want to do it made me think of this neo song um when he, i think it's called say it but he was like tell me exactly what you want me to do with you and that is so sexy mm-hmm it's just something about the gentle versus aggressive. And it's yeah. like, maybe some, you know, maybe these men need to listen to some sensual stuff because yeah. like, where is this coming from? <laughs> like, well, 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 like one, uh, well, first of all, back to the patriarchy, men view women as objects, as objects without any And sin. they view the R&B guys as simps because yeah. the, they want to take their time with a woman's body, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because they see so a simp is somebody who sees a woman as a woman and not as an object <laughs> yeah basically you know, you know? yeah and like and that's what I see it as. but that's what we have to go back to like why why do we have such problems with consent because mm-hmm. an object doesn't need to consent mm-hmm. and if that's how something views you you know mm-hmm. if that's how someone views you there's no need to oh this doesn't matter this person is just here you know, how like, can a woman, I don't know, like in the heat of the moment, how can a, how does, I don't know, how do you know who you decide? I'm not about to sleep with this guy. Mm. Is, is there a way to say, I don't know? Well, for me, it's energy. So like, it's I also ever. believe, like we were talking about the blueprints. Like, I think that my two main blueprints are sensual, which is like, like I said, atmosphere and like mm-hmm. mood setting and um, energy. I'm very energy centered. So like, I can usually tell if I want to sleep with somebody like from the get. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, like it's an energy thing. And for me, it's knowing that I can stop anytime I want. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care how far we, I, I decide in that moment that I don't want to do it no more. I'm going to, I'm going to do it no more. And I'm usually, not doing it. Yeah, and I feel like there's signs. There's just like signs. Like, are you into foreplay? Like, how is the foreplay? That's a huge. Very, <laughs> very good point. You made yeah. me think of this man that I, I don't know, the basis, <laughs> but <laughs> like we were almost there. I'm going to have a single, obviously. And like, by the time we got our clothes off, I was like, no, like you, you're aggressive. You're rushing into trying to penetrate me. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, get off me. Bye. And Mm -hmm. that, uh, I want to say that is another, it's not another topic, but having the courage and not being scared to say, I don't want to do this anymore because there are a Mm -hmm. lot of women who end up going through with sex Mm -hmm. and it's not another topic. It's not another topic. In their mind, they do not want to do that. Yeah. No, they for were sure. either afraid or just like, oh, I don't want this. Like, it's so many reasons. Yeah, I mean, how many times have women been like, oh, okay, I don't really want to do this, but I'm, we're here now. We're here exactly. Yeah, you know, and I don't. O'clock. It's, it's one o'clock in the morning. Or, okay, uh, let's go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, I'm sure, a ton of times. No. Or coercion, like I said, like if you're, you know, if you don't have strong boundaries, it's very easy to be coerced mm-hmm. into something you like may really not want to do and end mm-hmm. up getting yourself in a like super dangerous situation. Situ- you're right. And that also has to do with control because I'm thinking of the instance that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I was at my apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. We're not doing this. Bye. Put on your clothes. Mm-hmm. Bye. I felt comfortable enough to say that. If I was at his yeah. house, if I didn't mm-hmm. have a ride, I mean, Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft went out back when I was dating. So it's like, mm-hmm. would I have went through this if I didn't have any other options? Yeah. And that's it's, terrible. But also fear of violence is yes. very real. Like, if I say no, what will happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like, will I get out of this safely? Like, exactly. All of these are thoughts you know, well, he real. put me out in the middle of the night at one in the morning because I decided mm-hmm. I didn't want to have sex with him anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, those are literally things women have to do with. I've, and I've, yeah. I've, I've shared that actually on um, an episode yeah. before about me. Like, yeah. I'm about to walk home because this guy is tripping. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And like, if we're really being honest, like that type of stuff doesn't only happen in, uh, you know, in like casual sexual relationships. It happens in relationships where partners mm-hmm. are not are not consenting to sex. And having sex anyway because the the other partner mm-hmm. wants to like that's yes. not as uncommon as people really believe you know mm-hmm. <sighs> anyways <sighs> a lot of this stuff is a lot it's a lot right mm-hmm. um okay and that's a, next- just my mm-hmm. i just thought about that too that's another reason and i'm not like a fan of a lot of female rappers just because it's not my mm-hmm. thing but it's also mm-hmm. the thing why they are not i want to say ostracized but they're like shunned because they talk about sex and then men can talk about sex and rap as they see fit all types of, oh, yeah, trifling, all types of nasty nasty trifling inappropriate rape sometimes mm-hmm. and it's okay and we sing along to it but then you have the women and i use megan the stallion as example i'm not a I fan of her. her i love her i'm a fan girl okay i'm not a fan <laughs> of megan the stallion but she's what's hot right now and she talks about the things you hear people say that all she talks about is that this and i'm like it's okay and, like, yeah. it's okay she's okay Mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. that's the thing when it's just like when are women when is well like you said i'm glad generation z is doing it so yeah i love janae aiko she made a song called pussy fairy yes i'm familiar i'm yes, familiar love it, love it. <laughs> i'm like i i 
I think it's great. Right. And like, I know a lot of people have a problem with the women's rap movement, like in regards to like sex and like saying mm-hmm. it's like vulgar and blah, blah, blah. But I of love course. it. I think it's great. Like, I'm like, girl, talk your stuff. Talk your shit. Talk yeah. Your I'm like, I love Cardi do- B. Yeah. They do it all the time. And like, yeah. And that's so crazy <laughs> because when I was growing up, Lil' Kim was like the only person, mm. only, not the only, but the most popular um, woman rapper that was talking like that. And it's like, it was just one against all these guys and like mm. us growing up, all we had was like Lil' Kim. <laughs> now we have yeah. multiple female rappers like- Yeah, it's so true. Out it's, here. So tr- it's so true. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. What I, I also wanted to just talk about like- I guess when I was watching the Goop Lab and watching these couples like go through all of this like sexologist work and like couples who like had trauma, like that one that one woman who viewed her husband. Um, I don't know. I don't think we talked about this on camera yet. But the woman who basically viewed her husband as a child <laughs> and they had like a, a, not the greatest dynamic. Like they were saying like energetically she was his mom. Mm. She was saying too like I'm she did tired. Say, yeah, she one of like, the boys. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I have a third child. Like, I don't want a third child. And she wasn't seeing him as a man. And he was acting like a boy. And I think that he, like, basically what they were saying was, like, whatever happened in his own childhood, he was Mm -hmm. wanting that, like, attention and love of a mother and Mm -hmm. being taken care of as a mom. And she was like, no, like, I'm not your mama. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, like, they had to, like, change that dynamic. And it was really interesting to watch because, like, basically to change their dynamic, they hadn't had them role play. And he was this, like guy named king rama yes yeah it's like they like her her nickname was her real full name which he doesn't really call her and her his was king rama and they like changed roles and i really did see a shift like in the way that she started like interacting with him because before she was like belittling him like you know saying whatever she wanted to i'm like yo sis is cold well that's (laughs) how you know he wasn't putting it down i'm sorry um but also maybe he would not that he wasn't putting it down but she didn't even want to have sex with him because he just wasn't he's not attractive to her anymore Mm -hmm. because the way that he acts like a child which i found like really interesting but i also think that probably a lot of their trauma was coming into play there Mm -hmm. you know like his trauma and acting like a little boy and her stepping into that mothering role like Mm -hmm. unnecessarily just Mm because just because a dude acts like a little boy don't mean you got to treat him like a child right Right. So it was just interesting to watch that. But I thought about like sex and trauma work and like how many people I know that have Mm -hmm. a lot of sexual trauma that are not able to really work through it. Right. Um, Because it's especially for men, like, yeah, just the trauma. It's like for one. So there are people who were when they were children who when they were being sexually abused, it was mm-hmm. through alcohol and drugs. And so mm-hmm. some of them don't know what it feels like to have sex not under the influence. I mean, a and lot of people don't know. A lot, yeah, well, a lot of people. Yeah. Like, imagine the only time you had sex when you were drunk, right? And you have somebody trying to come on to you when you're sober and it feels awkward. Or you have people who obviously so when the sexual abuse sexual abuse is forced so when this person mm-hmm. seems aggressive you they may see it as um something negative when this person may just know what they want yeah no i feel so I feel you're that. right that sexual trauma is huge and i know i feel like it's more harder for men to talk about um i don't know if it's hard than women them. well i, I guess it depends them. on one, how you view your abuse. So if the man was abused by a woman, one, he has to view the older woman, for example, as abuse or like 
a yeah, woman like forcing the, me to have, to have you, sex. You say that. And like, I was listening to this podcast called enjoy the podcast. And there was like controversy around it. Cause one of the hosts, Jared um, was talking about how he had sex with an older woman, an older mm-hmm. woman. And it was molestation really is what of it course. was. Um, and like one, another one of the hosts like laughed at it and they all just like kind of started laughing. And then other, and then people in the comments were like, what the hell? Like, including me. <laughs> me. People, were like, people were like, like, what the heck? Like, why are you making light of this like really traumatic thing? And then they came back the next episode and he was like, honestly, like, I guess I really didn't see it as trauma because I didn't think exactly. it affected me. But then he thought more deeply about it and was like, oh, like, I guess like this did affect me, which I thought yeah. was like really profound um, for him to do. But no. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with. Well, women definitely yeah. open up more about sexual abuse than men because one like you said you have to view abuse from an older woman as abuse and then when it comes from a man which is very very um common Mm -hmm. in community but it's not talked about straight men don't want to share that a man in their family sexually molested them but it's just as common as women and the only time you kind of hear is from a gay man who you know he'll share yeah but men who identify as straight they're not coming out saying that and that's Mm. something they're living with and so what i'm saying like men are definitely less likely to talk about their abuse Mm. and it's like what do they do when they're trying to make love to a woman or trying to make love to Mm -hmm. whoever their partner is and it's something that's not like you know sitting well with them how do they explain to their wife their girlfriend like oh by the way when i was little this happened to me and it's affecting my sex life i I mean, I I don't know. I can only speak for me. I wouldn't think that I, I would think it was a big deal, but it would be something I'd one hundred percent be willing to talk about and see how yeah, it works. I know I definitely would, but I wonder how again how many people would be open minded to that. Like yeah. I just saw a post um online and this is not exactly related to what we're saying, but the post was like women, um, straight women are are turning to boosie when it comes to a man being bisexual or something so basically the idea is that women are okay with um you know people being gay until it's a man who says he's both right or if mm-hmm. a man shares that something happens on oh it kind of happened on one episode of insecure the man said in high school he experimented with um a man and then she was like should i still date him because he did something with a man in college and oh yeah molly and, yeah molly and so this idea sometimes that women will look at men differently if they found out something happens even if it was as a child right but then they yeah. wonder like is he like guys now is he bisexual mm-hmm. because he mm-hmm. was and so a lot of men keep that inside of them but mm-hmm. it's still a trauma that impacts their sex life Oh. And they can't share it with a woman because they're worried about how she's going to view it, right? Yeah, I know. I get that. The sad part of uh, this culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess Patriarchy. We all, yeah, hurts, exactly. Hurts At everybody. the end of the day, it hurts everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sad and deep. Um, and then I was also, like, to that point when I was watching the Goop Lab, I'm like, think about how many people need this type of work, but it's not accessible to them. I was I was thought it was beautiful that we saw black people on the show. At least they tried to be like exactly. I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, a black couple first episode. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were pretty much every episode, right? Uh, But I was like three black people on one show. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, Gwyneth? (laughs) Excuse me, diversity. Um, (laughs) But. 
yeah, I thought that was really beautiful to see, but I'm also like, okay, like for example, so like black men with sexual trauma, like what access mm-hmm. do they have to sex therapy? You know, we like, gotta, yeah, it's something that has to be opened up though. I mean, it's not <laughs> obviously something that's gonna happen overnight, but I think all it would take is one um, straight man to be like, this happened. Yo, to I me. went to this. Yeah. Yo, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar. I'm sure it's in the news, but I'm just not familiar with anything mainstream where a straight man came out and said, well, Antoine Fisher, that movie. Um, oh, no, but he was... I'm sorry. He was molested by a woman. I, it was based it's on a true story. Okay. His uh, rapist was a woman. And so, no, oh, I don't okay. know of any too many straight men who came out and said, did this happen to me? When I was five, six, seven, and eight, it's usually like a gay man or something. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he was no, gay. Same. So, you know, it's di- it's perceived different. Mm. And so people got to talk about their sex trauma. It's true. But like, how do we even open up that conversation? Right. Someone has to yeah. take that first step, you know? Yeah, not just men, women too, because there's yeah. a bunch of women that have never talked about their sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my god, there was there was one moment where one of the black the the black woman on the show started crying because she was like, "Wow, I I never realized how much I was like clinching up, waiting." Oh wow! For you know, like holding my breath, waiting in for preparation, mm-hmm. and I was just like, and she said that was the first time like. That she didn't do that. And she like broke down. And I was like, so damn, like how many of us are just like kind of like holding our breath and and bracing through sex? Wow. But like that is just deep. And I'm pretty sure if you take a poll, it's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people. So I think it's definitely a conversation that we need to be having. That is so many conversations. And then back to the having sex without being um, under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Huge. um, one of my professors in one of my, in my addiction class, she had brought up a good point, like when I was in grad school, but it was, um, and rap used to hear these guys talk about things like about like dope dick. And what that meant is when they're high on heroin or some type of drug, how they give their best sex. Mm-hmm. And so there are men, whether they tell women or not, who cannot perform unless they are under the influence. Oh, and I so believe it. Women are very... And I say that based on things I've seen online are judgmental when it comes to, um, di- Lord, what's the, I'm losing myself. Yeah. Erectile dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction. And a lot of, it, I think, it, I think I read somewhere like 30% of men between like 30 and 40 and then like goes up as age suffer from erectile dysfunction. But that's just mm-hmm. what's reported. Mm-hmm. A lot more men than that say they are suffer from that. Like yeah. They get drunk. They get high. And mm-hmm. that's how they perform. Mm. Are people having really good intimate sex sober? Mm-hmm. That's that's are people. Yeah. Are well, people. I, yeah. I think I have a lot to say about this. Also, just because of my own like sober journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, obviously, people who know me know that like I've gone through stints of sobriety and like uh, not drinking at all. I'm currently mm-hmm. like not drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I went last year through like a nine month. Uh, not drinking time uh and i remember my therapist saying that uh, alcohol and drugs are the third person in the bedroom mm-hmm. and like that sex is totally different and i listened to this like sober uh podcast and one of the women was saying how she could not like was terrified to have sex sober for the first time because all of her sexual encounters had mm-hmm. been under the influence like mm-hmm. and it's true like you you don't even know what be going on half the time like oh you know you're doing it because you're afraid you, you know 
alcohol helps to like lower your inhibition, right, be more right. open, like go with that fear. But I'm like that also that shit is covering up a lot of trauma that you cannot handle. <laughs> and you know, like it's it's sort of like when people are uh you know, sexually molested or raped and they dissociate during the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. They disassociate, right? So they're, they're not present and they are not like fully aware of this intense trauma happening to them. So they leave. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know what dissociation is, it's basically like leaving your body. Like you're mm-hmm. there, but you, your brain is somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what you're doing when you're getting drunk and having sex. You're mm-hmm. there, you know, you're performing, you're doing all the moves, but your brain is really not there. You know, <laughs> like how many Things times are- can you be like, oh my God, God, the sex was so good, but then we in the moment, but then the next day you can't even really. You're like, what happened? I, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I did that exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so like I, I, you know, obviously because I'm not drinking anymore, I have had sober sex, and I, I do find it find it like a lot different. I think I talked about this in the like the sex and consent episode. But talking mm-hmm. about like how you like you don't really give consent when you're drunk. Like things kind of just like happen, you know, mm-hmm. because you just but like when I am sober having sex, I really have to like take the time to say, like, actually, do I like this? Do I want mm-hmm. this? Am I comfortable? Right? Like, mm-hmm. am I comfortable wasn't even a question I was asking myself when I was having drunk sex. Cause I'm drunk. Right. Well, it's funny that the, the <laughs> example that I gave when this me and this guy were vibing, we were totally mm-hmm. naked about to do it. Mm-hmm. I was drunk on my mind. Like we had just mm-hmm. like left the club, but drunk me was like, I'm not feeling this. And I know that's not like every time, but I do feel like there's some part of us that knows our, it's kind of like when you're drunk and your brain still gets you home. It oh. still gets that key for in the sure. lock. For sure, but <laughs> not always. Um, that is the case for some people, and especially people who like drink a lot. Like your body just like, okay, I gotta help this girl out. But that is <laughs> for everybody, you know. Um, no, you're right. I yeah. keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah. So I do. I do think that. I mean, you made a really good. Oh, you know, a really good point. I think that most. I don't want to say most of the population, but I think a lot of the population gets drunk to feel comfortable. Of enough course, to have when sex. we're hooking up after yeah. clubs, like, yeah. I mean, people. I actually had like a, a small little argument with a friend on that Miguel song, "How Many <laughs> Drinks," because he said, and other people said, "A promoted." How many drinks? Oh yeah, yeah, promoted rape culture, Yikes. and I disagreed with that because I thought it was a song of someone admitting consensually. Like some of us do go to the clubs to get drunk. And go have sex. Like some people's goal is, I'm going out, I'm getting some drinks, and I'm trying to figure out what's some people. For sure. Yeah, some, and I, and that's how I viewed that song. I didn't view it as. Um, I actually love the song, and maybe that's why I didn't view it that. But I'm like, how many drinks is going to take you to come home with me? Like, yeah, but two or three. <laughs> but how? But now that you're like, what about now? Like, I kind of no, do see that as we just country. had this conversation, yeah. like, um, during the pandemic, and I may view it differently because I believe that I, I'm going to the club. Um, maybe my friend with benefits going to be there. Maybe I'll meet a new guy, but I'm drinking because I want to loosen up and I want to have sex. Consensual you, you, girl, that. you're a different. I'm, I'm not alone in this, girl. No, you're not. not you're not, but there's also a lot of people not thinking like that. Yeah, but they may not want to admit it, but... Like, I, I have I, never I, thought I'm going to go to the club, get drunk, and leave with somebody and have sex. I've just never thought that. Okay. That's fair, and maybe that's why I viewed the song yeah. as differently, and I felt like Miguel, not that he's a Scorpio like me, but I feel like when Miguel made a song that... Oh, this is lyrics- perpetuating... <laughs> I just brought up the lyrics, girl. Oh, no. This is definitely <laughs> perpetuating rape 
culture. Frustration, <laughs> watching you dance. Invitation, yes. invitation to get in them pants. So watching you dance is an invitation to get in them pants? Yes, if two people Sir. are at a bar, if I'm sorry, but there's he, he another didn't say side it, but, of that. But wait, but wait, but wait. Listen okay, to me. okay. He didn't, he said, oh, we have to go off the words. Frustration, watching you dance. Invitation yes. to get in them pants. No, nowhere does it say she was watching back. Okay, so it's implied. Why, if I, if I, if I really Why thought the song was promoting, if I thought the song was promoting rape culture, I feel like more people would have spoke out. My personal opinion is when you're, you're single people at the club hooking up, you're dancing, right? A man's watching you or you're watching a man. Maybe me dancing is turning him on. Like that song to me, I see how some people take it as rape culture, but I think that was related to consenting adults admitting that they're trying to get intoxicated and hook up. Yeah, I guess I, uh, yeah, if I'm at the club and I got my out and I'm and I'm dancing and I'm maybe a man is watching me and I'm trying to entice him. That's me as a consenting adult trying to attract him. I'm just, I'm That's what I thought he how was many, talking about. How many drinks would it take you to leave with me? Yeah, you look Four. Okay, okay, Amanda. How many drinks would it take you to leave with me? Yeah, you look good, and I got money, but I don't want to waste my time. Wow. Hey. Back of my mind, I'm hoping you say two or three. Two or three. You That's look good. Jam. We came to party, but I don't want to waste my time. I don't know. I think I think it's on the line. I'm not gonna lie. It's on the line, but I think consenting adults who participate in that kind of activity understand where Miguel was coming from. I completely understand where he's coming I from, and I felt the vibe. From, but, but there's there's a line. <laughs> Fuss, yeah, I honestly think the worst line is the first two: frustration, watching you dance, invitation to get in the pants. Watching somebody dance is not an invitation. I, I can see that. I, yeah. I can see that. I <laughs> the, see the chorus, I'm like, eh, okay, no, no, no. At least he said one question. Am I moving too fast? At least he asked the. <laughs> The bar is on the floor. <laughs> That's my jam, girl. I'm dead. Um, I think we touched on a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about a lot today. This is like probably our longest episode. <laughs> I don't think so. We had we've had. When did it cut off? Before. Yeah, wow. we did. At forty eight minutes. Oh, okay. That's not. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel like we say all this to say that like it's just important to talk about sex especially for women it's important it's important to like explore what you like figure it out you know watch watch documentaries if anybody hasn't watched this they should definitely watch the goop lab i think it's like you should definitely put a mirror up on your parts (laughs) (laughs) and look at it if you haven't already see i i find it interesting because when i was younger i thought that was normal you know, I was just mm-hmm. like, mm, I wonder what that looks like. And I would always put it in the mirror. Yeah, and, and touch your body in different spots. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's just all around interesting. And then like the, it also just really opened my eyes to like the different ways people have sex. And like, you should take that quiz. Let me know what it comes back as. Because yeah. I just thought that was in, really interesting. And then makes me think, you know, like of a future partner, like I can have them take that quiz and figure it out. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, there's no what there's no way to really know if you're if you feel like like think about times you had sex with somebody and you felt like it was off. Like were mm-hmm. there things that could have just been tweaked and it would have been fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But everyone's like, nah, if it's not good the first time, like whatever. You know, uh, most people are. But a lot of people are <laughs> like that, you know, like, oh, like first time's not gonna get any better. Like how many people have one time bad sex with somebody and then that's it? Like they don't mm-hmm. get another chance. Because there maybe is like no emotional attachment. And I another thing I think it would be important is for, like you said, 
and women who should masturbate. And yeah. No, I think couples should masturbate together. Oh yeah, I mean, don't. Yeah, I think they should. Doesn't do everyone? Like in, in front of, <laughs> I think they should do it in front of each other. I think you yeah. should watch your partner, watch how they get. Like, yeah, those, those are some very intimate moments. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. you gotta be comfortable with yourself. Flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut that part out anyway. <laughs> Don't cut it out. <laughs> um but yeah no i definitely get that but yeah guys any last words amanda no no this was a good episode i'm glad we kind of talked about it early i just seen a few people bring up um the goop on my timeline today so i think this is appropriate yay well we are excited for you guys to hear this episode make sure you uh follow us on instagram at the talk about assist podcast make sure you leave us a review on apple we need those reviews guys they're helping us to get sponsors which is what we're trying to do right now so make sure you drop a review um and yeah keep getting engaged follow us on twitter what's the twitter i forgot i did talk (laughs) underscore about it underscore it what (laughs) Talk underscore about underscore it. So talk about it. No, talk about it. I'm sorry. Okay. It's no so A. It's talk, talk about it. Talk, so talk underscore about, about underscore it. it. Okay. Yeah. Again, it is talk underscore about <laughs> underscore it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you in the next episode. See ya.